Chief Reverend Sam. It has been my desire to come here, even last year, the year before, and it keeps conflicting. But I'm happy that I came. You know, since we left Bagaliki, I just got home last night. And only to see my wife, to assure her that I still love her, before she files for a divorce. I just saw her and say, I love you, but I'm coming to Abuja today because I must honor this invitation. To honor this invitation is very costly, but I've learned that when you give your word, you must live to it. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm meeting your beautiful wife. I've told her, don't come to uh, Icre again without her. She must come and, enjoy and partake with us. The Lord bless you, man, for keeping this man healthy. And all the leaders, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, church, the youth, the choir. I love the theme. Yes, I love the theme of your conference. Uh, can you please project my slide? The reason I waited a bit is even while I was coming here, I was preparing the slide. Uh, so. Can I have the slide, please? Is it projected? Okay, do I have a pointer? Can you make it bigger? Is it possible? If you can't, fine. If you can't, we'll sort it out tomorrow. Do you have a pointer? You have invited a professor. Hello. A professor is a teacher, and he has to have all his teaching tools. Don't worry, tomorrow we'll sort it out. Somebody praise the Lord. Uh, so who is controlling for me? Can I see your hand? Okay, those are my best friends tonight. Eh? Just pray that the Lord will help them. Please sit down. It's really my intention to release you because you've been here. So uh, my prayer is to release you letters by quarter after nine. Is that okay? You will still be okay? You won't tune off. You'll still be here. You won't find a lawsuit against me and the pastor. You're a good church. Clap for yourselves. As uh, Reverend Sam said, I'm the Director General of Institute for National Transformation. My passion is raising leaders, not just ordinary leaders. Raising eagles, raising lions, raising people who can make impact. So when I saw the theme, I was quite excited. Next slide, please. I'm going to talk to you about the ego, and it's going to set the stage for what I will share tomorrow and also on Sunday. Go ahead. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 30, actually from verse 2018, uh, please can you, yes, it says, there are three things which are too wonderful for me. This is King Solomon writing. And one of them is a yes, four, which I do not understand. What is the first one he mentioned? The way of an eagle in the air. Solomon says, I find that marvelous. How the eagle, first of all, eagle is the bird 
that likes to live in the highest mountain. He, does, he doesn't like to stay in the valley. The scripture says that he has set us in the heavenly places far above. A true Christian is like an ego. Oh, you're not listening to me. Only chickens like to dwell in the valley. Egos dwell on top. And the higher you go, the more you can see the terrain. So being an ego is connected to having vision. When you live in the valley, all you see are what? Hills. But when you're on top, you see everything. The life of a Christian is supposed to be the life of an ego. And the ego enjoys the wind. In fact, the way of the ego is that when even, can you project uh, Isaiah 40 before I go deep into my teaching? Hallelujah. Let's look at Isaiah 40. I was afraid I'd be too tired to teach tonight, but I guess the anointing knows how to resurrect dead people. Amen? Isaiah 40 says, verse 31, But those that wait on the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up. Somebody say mount up. They shall mount up. Wings. Like who? So the Lord is comparing you and I with the ego. A man that operates in the spirit is like an ego. But let me tell you why God. You know, there are only about four animals that God compares himself with. Four animals. Number one is the ego. For God to say that ego has my... For God to even compare the ego with himself shows how much respect or how much of himself he has put in the ego. Another animal is the dove. Another animal is the lion. Which one is the fourth animal? The lamb. Why does God love the ego so much? Go back to my slide. I'm going to be very fast. Young people, please pay attention to me. You're not just here to sing and dance and look good. God wants to bring out the ego in you. And you need it to reign in your generation. You can be a casual Christian. Next slide. Let me tell the story about the ego. Next slide. Ego has the longest lifespan among all the birds. It lives the longest. It outlives all birds. Next slide. When the ego approaches 40 years old, 
when he approaches 40, its long and flexible talons can no longer grab prey. Hello? Its talons can't grab prey. And if you can't grab prey, you can't eat. Next slide. Its long and sharp beak becomes bent. So the ego is looking, losing two of his most powerful tools. The talon and the what? And the beak. Just like some of you, with life you're getting weaker. Even some of you, the, the knowledge you acquired 20 years ago is almost becoming what? Absolute. The world is moving to the internet phase. If you don't know how to use the computer, you'll be left behind. Of course, these young ones, they live in a totally different world. In fact, I see a, a two totally different generations, this generation and that side. You might as well have two different worlds. So the same way is like the ego. As he gets older, it becomes more and more irrelevant. And he has a decision to make. Do I die now that I'm becoming useless? Or do I make a decision to renew myself and become relevant one more time? Some of you sitting here, you need to make that decision and make it quickly before you become irrelevant. Because even the mode of pre preaching the gospel has changed. This generation live in the handheld. Anything they cannot see there does not exist. Am I lying? They are sitting here looking innocent. Until they live here, the next thing they do is they pull out their powerful tool. They are always taking pictures, by the way. Clap for you, I love them. So, next slide. Then the ego is left with only two choices. Either I die or I go through what? A painful process of change. And that process will last for 150 days in seclusion, in seclusion. Am I connecting? Some of you need to go back to school. You're delaying it. The longer you delay it, the more irrelevant you become. For some of you, your master's degree is obsolete. I'm not sure I'm connecting. Maybe I should go to this side. And for you youths, you don't even understand what the future holds for you, both in terms of opportunities and challenges. Ordinary bachelor's degree will not cut it. And as for you, mix multitude. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He has a choice to make. 
Do I surrender? Some of you will say, well, that's my fate. Well, next slide. What does the ego do? The renewal process requires the ego to fly to the top of mountain and sit on its nest for how many days? How many months is that? Five months. Be still, not do anything. Yet some of you cannot go on a retreat for three days and not touch your phone. But an ego can seclude for five months. You know one of the prayers I pray say, God, may a bird not judge me in the day of judgment. A bird shows more discipline than a human being. And if you ask you to go on a retreat, you say, I'm too busy. Busy doing what? Doing irrelevant work that doesn't count. Next slide. So the eagle flies to the top of the mountain for five months. The first thing it does is begin to knock off the one-half talon, begin to inflict pain to remove the old so that the new can come out. And when he finishes that, next slide, after it, the eagle will wait for the new big, no, uh, to grow, no, go back, go back. I think I was, he says, what does he do? Actually, the beak, his mouth, he starts knocking it against the rock. What is the purpose? Because the old will not grow unless, I mean, the new will not grow unless the old falls out. Is that a fun process? Is it exciting? People that grow purposely inflict pain on themselves. The pain of reading long time, the pain of going to school, the pain of doing homework, especially at old age, going back to school is not fun. But you need to inflict that pain on yourself if you are going to grow and remain relevant. That's why I wish I can be young again. If I were young, I would read three times. I use my youth to dance Shakara, Fela. All those times I used to dance Fela, I wish I can redeem it. I would have used it to read. You have chosen a very powerful thing. And God will judge you by it. After it knocks a big and the big falls out, it waits for a new big to grow. And it takes time. After that, he uses the new big to begin to knock off the talents. And then he waits for new talents. And then he begins to pluck out his feathers. 
exposing its nakedness. What is the bird saying? I still have something in me. There's still something left in me. And for me to reach my potential, I must renew myself. I must never be satisfied with where I have been. This is a bird, a bird. And after it finishes that, he allows the new feather to grow. Next slide. You know, he plucks out his talon. Next slide. I've already told you that. Its new talon grows back and ego start plucking its old age feathers. Which feathers need to go? Some of you need to go and improve your communication skills. Some of you need to go and improve your, your conflict management skills. Not to mention that all of us need to go and improve our computer skills. Because the world is moving into a computer. After that, look at the next thing. After nine months, with a new peak, a new talon, new feather, and of course refreshed in the place of quietness, the ego takes what's, what's called the flight of what? Rebirth. And he lives for another 30 years. It becomes relevant for another 30 years. I'm not sure you're connecting here. If you want to be relevant in life, you must continue to improve yourself. It's called continuous improvement. You never quit in life. You should be discovering new things about you. Listen, I'm 65 years old. But inside of me, I feel like I'm 15 years old. Life is still very exciting for me. If you open my computer, it's books, new books I'm reading. And each, each new information activates something in me I didn't know I have. So knowledge activates potential. Write that down. If you're lazy in reading, it means you will never fully activate your potentials and you will die with your potentials intact. If you love yourself, you must love learning. By the way, the anointing God will release on your life is directly proportional to what you know. He can give you grace that you cannot use. It's a waste of grace. And God is only gives sufficient grace. The grace that is sufficient. He never gives excess. So if you want more, learn more. I'm not sure I'm connecting tonight to That's why Great leaders are great readers. There's a new information I acquired
just in the last two months that has exploded the grace of God in my life. What if I didn't come in contact with that? I would still be operating with old grace. Next slide. Why is change needed? Many times in order to survive, we have to start what? A change process. It's better to anticipate change and change before change catches you than to be forced to change. We sometimes need to get rid of the old memories, old habits, in order and other past traditions. Only when we are freed from the past can we take advantage of what? Can we take advantage of what? Can we take advantage of what? Even in this season in Nigeria, there are a lot of great opportunities imagine. Anytime there's trouble, it means there are also what? Opportunities. Next slide. The summary of what I want to say tonight is that pain is an instrument of what? Pain is an instrument of what? If you want to grow, always face the pains in your life. If you don't want to grow, avoid pain. Avoid challenges. Those that grow are those that what? Embrace challenges. And as you're addressing those challenges, as you're going through them with it, that's how you grow. You know how much I've grown just managing Icra. Learning to deal with our fathers. Hello. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I, you know, in spite of that, I stay there and I'm learning and I'm learning. One day, those challenges will become normal. And God will move me to another level of bigger challenges. So here's the man that loves challenges. Because it's an instrument of growth. Show me an avoidant. I'll show you somebody who is dying slowly. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the tragedy of Nigeria. We have been classified as minimalists. People that want to do the most minimal, and yet they want to be paid the most. In other words, according to the scripture, that's, that's thief. The Bible says, he who does not walk must not work, but we want to eat without walking. And sometimes we call it blessing. It is not blessing, it's a curse. And I'm talking to you, young generation, never equate lazy money with success. It's not success, it's his death. Because hard work produces something. And when you market what you produce, you make money, you will enjoy that money. But to steal money, you may eat it, but you will never be satisfied with it. 
because there's no corresponding growth. Somebody shout hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Receive the eagle anointing. Receive the eagle discipline. Receive the eagle's hunger for righteousness. Receive the eagle's hunger for relevance. You will remain relevant. You will remain relevant. Your generation will not condemn you and classify you as irrelevant. It will never happen in your life. In Jesus' name. Let me wrap up. I told you I won't speak long tonight. Next slide. Next slide. I don't let me talk about that. There are two types of pain you will face in life. Write it down. Two types of pain. The first type of pain is called voluntary pain. This is the pain you voluntarily subject yourself to. You need it to grow. It's self-inflicted pain which the ego subjected itself to. The ego did personal evaluation. The ego found out that he's becoming irrelevant. For you to continue to grow, you must constantly evaluate yourself and be true to yourself. Where you are no longer relevant, admit to God. But you know, we like to cover up in the church. Even so long robe to cover our ignorance. Oh, I'm not talking here. We like to cover our ignorance with dressing. Looking good on the outside, but empty on the inside. That will not be you. The ego did self-assessment and said, my talons are becoming useless. My beak is becoming bent. In other words, I'm becoming irrelevant. And unless I do something, I may, I may, you know nowadays you can buy feathers and cover yourself. Okay, let me not go there before women attack me. I tell my wife, sometimes you confuse me. Some days you're wearing red hair. Another day I say, which one are you? But thank God I know her in the inside, you know? If I focus on the outside, I'll be confused. Some days it's braided, another day she has about six different... Okay, okay, who said that? You're not supposed to say that. Those that want to grow purposefully subject themselves to what? Pain. Pain of growth. This is the pain of discipline and hard work. That's why these people that are struggling today, many of those students that struggle today are the ones that didn't read at school. They sorted themselves out with their teachers. Not knowing that they, anytime you sort your teacher, 
that subject eventually will sort you. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. You're supposed to work hard to internalize that knowledge inside of you. But you sorted somebody out. So when you are asked question based on that knowledge, the evidence is there that you didn't even attend the school. There is a second type of pain. This is the pain that comes to you when you refuse to face the first, to subject yourself to the first type of pain. The second called life-imposed pain. When suddenly you realize that you didn't learn anything in school, your uncles may have given you a job, but even at the place of job, you're not productive. Hello? You're still trying to sort people out there. Eventually, you realize you're becoming what? Irrelevant. And that's when the pain, the second pain is called the pain of regret. The pain that keeps saying, I wish, had I known, had I known. Do you know the most painful thing about hell? Hell is a place where there's what? Weeping and what? Gnashing. What is that? It's regret. I wish I can come back here. If I were to come back, I will obey God. If I were to come back, I will work hard. If I were to come back, I will not be involved in all this sin. I wish I can have that. That's the big, greatest pain in hell, is I wish I could, but you can't. Oh, you're not listening. This is the pain of regret for failing to discipline yourself, for failing to set life goals, to, for failing to, to develop your potentials. You thought you were cheating the system. You didn't find out that you have been cheating yourself. The most painful thing is to finally realize that you would have done great things in life, but you didn't exalt yourself. And now you're too old. The body is now weak. Now, if the pain of self-voluntary uh, pain, if it's two grams, the pain of regret is two tons. Those who are faced with that pain in life, this is how they work. You tell them good morning, they say, what is good about morning? Leave me alone. Such people are grouchy, ah, leave me alone. Because they are fighting with themselves. They are not happy with themselves. They played life away. They spend their life just WhatsApp, uh, what is it, Facebook. What else do they do to distract themselves? Instead of burying themselves in the book and growing and discovering who they are. Others are busy arguing 
Whether Chelsea is better than Man U. Oh, don't let me go there. Which one is your is your team? Eh? You're not a soccer fan. So what are you a fan of? Basketball. So which which team? Eh? Uh, they're the ones arguing whether Lakers are better than. Uh... Now, I'm, I like soccer. Are you with me? Well, I like good teams. When they stop playing well, I move on. <laughs> you never see me fighting. I mean, those guys are making their money, and I'm here. We are here killing ourselves. Is it not foolishness? I feel sorry for you young people. All right, let me wrap up because I said I will finish in the next 10 minutes. Next slide. I will finish with this slide. The summary of my message tonight is that you must cultivate self-discipline. You never relax in your life. That's why God never retire people. There's nothing like retirement in God. There are three things, three things that will determine how far you will go in life. Three things. Number one, the knowledge you have. Number two, your character. And number three, your environment. Study has shown that your knowledge only contributes 10% to your success. So even if I go and get a PhD, it's only 10%. The other 40% will come from what? So character is stronger than knowledge. Many people say there is no job. There is job. Because when people see good people, guess what? They hire them. Because good people are hard what? To come by. Others, if you hire them, they will steal. They, they find me an honest person. I will hire that person immediately. But beside knowledge and character, guess the most important thing? Environment. What is environment? Ah. Environment in this sense includes things like the rule of law, constitution, bylaws, guidelines. Even when I have knowledge and I have character, if I live in a lawless society, hello, how does it affect me as a person? It will limit me. That's why all of us, no matter your character, no matter your PhD, you must work hard to make sure that the Nigerian environment is a good environment. Why? Because the scripture says, bad company corrupts what? Good, good character. So company is an environment. Environment is stronger than what? Character. 
That's why you, people who have good character, you post them to a particular organization that is corrupt. By the time you know it, they have joined them because the environment pulls them in. Here's the summary. In life, learn because knowledge is important. Develop character, it is important. But most importantly, try to create an environment that will preserve that character. If you don't, that environment will destroy you and your knowledge. That's why in Nigeria, if you see people that are stealing, some have PhDs, two of us, some are actually ordained ministers. Hello, what has happened? They couldn't resist the environment, so the environment what? You must start by creating an environment here that does not tolerate corruption. Environment that does not correct, uh, 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 tolerate anything that does not meet God's standard. Start from your home and then move to your church. They move to government because good establishing a good a good nation starts from the home. Am I communicating? So I leave you with this word tonight. Solomon said there are three things that are marvelous to my eyes. And he said one of them is the way of the ego. It's not just how the ego flies, but how they have self-discipline to continue to renew itself to remain what? Relevant. May you remain relevant. May you cultivate self-discipline. May you continue to expose yourself to things that will make you grow. May you not join companies that will destroy you. May you create companies that will make you grow. May King's Palace Church indeed be a place where egos are developed. Where disciplines are inculcated. And where great men and women will come from. Father, I commit this to you. Let the ministration tonight speak to them. Let them understand the importance of self-discipline and self-control and how it can propel a man, a woman to the highest. May indeed be this their portion. May it be their desire. Thank you, my Father. Blessed be your name forever. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Have you been blessed tonight? Somebody shout hallelujah. So go home and get ready. This weekend is going to be hot. You will never be the same. Good night and God bless you. Hallelujah. Are you blessed tonight? We're going to pray for our father. Um, promise him. And as we're going out, we we'll take some handbills. If you love your neighbors, invite them. If you are truly blessed. You know, men like this don't come easily. But God has blessed us. We are privileged to have him. So go to town and let people know that he's around. Hallelujah.
Stretch forth your hand and pray for him. And the grace of God, the strength of God. He'll be a very busy man. And God will strengthen him physically, strengthen him spiritually. God will keep him. God will keep his family. And God will protect him. And God will increase the oil upon him. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. School of Ministry, what time is it coming up tomorrow? Those praying, what time is your prayer? Seven o'clock. Amen. Pray from seven to nine. By nine o'clock, School of Ministry over here. Please come around. Our Father is available to bless us. And I assure you that you'll be blessed. As you go tonight, may the Lord go with us. May His grace rest upon us.